Welcome to Dice and Suffering, home of more chaos than we have dice. And we have a lot of dice. Dice and Suffering presents Into the Waste Episode 20 The Worst Case Scenario After dying at the hand of Calrio, San awoke from his coma. Faced with his father Cormac and the knowledge that everyone he loves thinks him dead, San wrote letters to his wife and son, just in case he never sees them again. Later, the facility San is in is plunged into emergency lighting and blaring alarms. Failed experiments called the corrupted prowl through the labs, tearing flesh from bone and seeking out any traces of magic. Can San and Cormac escape? Oh lord. <laughs> oh lordy. Eh? <laughs> That's just going to be in this episode with no content. It's going to be like previously. Oh, Lord. <laughs> no, they've clearly torn through. There were three of them in the room ahead of you between you lot and the stairs. And they are currently kind of tearing away at a pile of limbs slash torso slash meat bits of the various people that came before. So there's a couple of scientists in there. There's some general cleaning staff. No one was spared. Ah yes, People Salad, my favorite. People Salad, that's the name of this fucking episode. <laughs> Thank you, I try sometimes. I'm just gonna write People Salad with no context at the top of my notes. It's gonna oh, really no confuse shot. me tomorrow. <laughs> Just eating a fruit salad. Wait till they find out about people salad. <laughs> ah! My favourite meat salad. I love me some flesh salad. Human. I would make the um. You know, like the Wiggles. Yes. And they have a song called Fruit Salad. Oh God. <laughs> meat salad. <laughs> yummy, yummy. <laughs> what have we become? I'm just gonna join the call tomorrow just with fucking this is my name with no context. Meat salad. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, it is us. Meat salad and what millis. <laughs> For the benefit of the tape, we're recording this on a Monday and we normally play like the whole gag on a Tuesday. <laughs> so it's just log in tomorrow to what millis and meat salad. What's funny is because you're on Matt's account, he's not gonna fucking notice. Entire time is just to change his name to Wat Mellis and leave it in like the profile. <laughs> Send in a deed poll to change his name to Wat Mellis. So essentially, next to you, Cormac is with you. You have him as a free NPC, basically. He is the DMPC who won't quit. No matter how hard you beat his face in. <laughs> yes, well, there'll be no face beating in right now because I feel like that would be a pretty bad decision on my behalf. That would be a, uh, hey, <laughs> come get me, random monster creatures. Hmm. And that's basically the only way we can get out. Yeah, so currently the three of them are hunched. Like, the door isn't open yet. You're kind of looking through a little window. Okay. 
And there's three of them kind of crouched around meat bits with various injuries that clearly haven't slowed them down. And just to the left of them, you can see where the staircase starts. Yeah. And the problem is they're in kind of a triangle around these meat bits, so at least one of them would see you, no matter which way you entered. <sighs> do I do the foolish idea? Well, you have the storeroom behind you and the two labs either side, if you wish to retreat to those for any reason. And Cormac is kind of a... I know he's like an it's like when you bring one of those Disney characters with you in Kingdom Hearts. It's a stare. You just have a summon, <laughs> but with Cormac. Oh. <clears throat> what I was thinking, because I am like the king of half-baked plans or something. All hail? If they're, if they're attracted to like power, what have I summoned spirit guardians in the room? Can you place spirit guardians away from you? Or are they focused entirely on you? Ah, 15 foot. That's not very much. Hmm. What else do I have? Or I could do that. Hmm. That means I've got to leave that guy behind. How many fucking spells does Sun have? A lot. Yeah. I'm used to a much smaller spell list. That's the thing with especially Cleric Paladin. Yeah, it really is. You know, because we're not very we're not very I don't really put major impact on how many spells you can know per day. I mean, I was always having the impression you just trusted me to keep track of my own spells. I trust you to keep track of your own spells, and also, it's not like you're spamming 50 different spells in one session. You know, it baffles me that every cleric can learn banishment. That every cleric me. can just be like, be gone, thought. You know, like, life clerics, the inherently quote-unquote good ones. Just like, we go on the thoughts. Off to hell with yous. Yeah, it's weird thinking your dad can just be like, bye, and send you to the bedroom dimension or something. <laughs> the bedroom dimension. <laughs> go sit on the naughty step dimension. Hmm. You can distract them. I actually have dimension door. Jesus. I can't do anything. It's bloody spell Well, you have Dimension Door, yeah? Yeah. Cormac potentially has something to assist here. Hmm. Uh, he has, where is it? Guardian of Faith. Which is similar to Spirit Guardians, except you can... It's a large one that you put in a place you choose. Yeah. And... Obviously, you know, holy light and demon man. Yeah. So, San looks at Cormac. He says in a very quiet voice because I don't 
think I actually have message or anything like that do I why can clerics not have message well, maybe it's just mine who's to say no Cormac doesn't have it either peculiar okay so instead Simon uses his actual voice but quiet yeah across the room but I can't stop them from immediately going for us when we get there How long does getting us across the room and up the stairs take do you think? It's fairly instantaneous Okay then I can potentially pull up a, well, a magical guardian to get their attention. It's got to be worth a try. Yeah, it's there. Well, let's see. He kind of peers up and does the keek <laughs> and examines the room's like, see, the room's about 40 square foot. So if I put it on the far side of the room from the staircase. That's that's a plan. It'll disappear after it's after it deems it's done enough damage to things that attack it. So gonna have to be quick, but we can be quick. You give me the signal and I'll go for it. Sound was like the countdown on his fingers, like three, two, one. Dimension door is something you can see, slash. Is a point you can see or have seen. Yeah, I am assuming when... I can see. <laughs> yeah, like peering through the door, you can see it, so that's fine. Hmm. Which means, you know, the fact that there is a wall between you and it is not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cormac is going... I need to take off a spell for him. He places a guardian of faith. Basically just a giant fucking... You know, like... You know, like the stereotypical Black Knight? Yes. Big fuck off one of those, but like with a massive dollar R symbol on it. Just appears on the far <laughs> side of the room. And its blade kind of glows with like a white energy. And these three creatures... Like, they were human once, or humanoid, and it all snapped their heads up, and you just hear, like, a long <sniffs> sniff. <laughs> I have to say sniff in case Zoom cancels that out. It was more the sniff. <laughs> sniff. They all kind of sniff, and they kind of scan the room, and they lock on to where this thing is, and... Like, they don't... They sent two of them get on all fours and kind of like gamble towards it. And the other one kind of sits up. You kind of, you can see him sniffing, still sniffing the air. And he kind of follows his, his brothers in this case across to the creature, but you still kind of glancing. Because when you cast magic, when you cast something that requires concentration like this, there is a magical tie that goes back to you. Yeah. And he's clearly sensing that, but it's not 
He's not done well enough to be able to be like, mmm, dinner! Oh no! <laughs> so yeah, you can dimension door to the stairs right away. Okay, so we just kind of yeet ourselves across the room. <laughs> you essentially just kind of go after you and just kind of shove your father through the magic door. <laughs> Enemy, bye! Yeah, you just kind of go, haha, I don't need to go through regular doors. <laughs> You're now, like, straight on the staircase. You can see two of them. Let's see how much damage this fucker's done. Okay. You see, like, this big fuck-off Black Knight swings his massive greatsword and kind of carves one of them in half. Like, full on, like, Ew. It cauterizes it as well with, like, holy magic. So it's just there, like, the fuck? And then it dies. A day. <laughs> it's like, what? And then dies. The other one, like, loses a sh loses its arm at the shoulder. But, like, slashes back at this thing and kind of almost... You know, like, when you clench your hand into, like, claws... Whether it's you're trying to be scary or, I don't know, holding an orange. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm sorry, internet. <laughs> but it kind of puts its hand into claws. And, like, this is very clearly like an... Like a guy who's never done manual labor in his life. And he has no nails or anything, but he kind of slams his hand in and kind of grabs and kind of twists a bit of the armor. Yeah. And, like, pulls it off. And, like, there's no blood or anything because this is a weird spirit creature. So there's just now, like, this blank white glow from its side where there was a where there's a fucking hole. Yeah. It looks annoyed by this. Let's see world number three. Number three turns around from... It's gotten most of the way to the thing, so it's about... It's about 30 foot from the pair of you. And there is currently a door with the keypad and like the swipe stuff there. Swipe, swipe, swipe. <laughs> swipe or no swiping. <laughs> yeah, so swipe. Beep beep. Door opens. Run. Okay, I need you and I also need to roll Cormac to make a uh, we'll call it a strength save to slam the door on number three, who is bolting towards the pair of you. It's an 18 all in. And I'll call Mac with your plus two. Barely. Well done, call Mac. Yeah, average. You got a 15 in total. No, you both kind of bolt through the door. Both turn around when you hear, like footsteps coming and as this thing like lunges like claw like arm first you you slam the door shut on its hand and like you hear the bones crunch before it kind of tugs its hand back through leaving a layer of skin behind but, you know the door shuts and it's just in like the window just looking at you like how fucking dare you just gonna turn around so I don't have to look at the window. <laughs> like, let's just pretend that didn't happen. Just ignore the flappy layer of skin. 
It's the worst thing anyone said. Oh, well, so sweaty caves isn't bad. <laughs> Look, it's not bringing up sweaty caves. I'll show you a sweaty cave in a minute. <laughs> I'm not sure how fretted I should feel by that. <laughs> I said flappy skin. <laughs> I mean, that was partly my fault. <laughs> the others are just going, why did we introduce these two? What have we done? My worst of fucking illegal. <laughs> <laughs> well, <I> never. <laughs> Carrie just said, my, apparently my words are illegal, and I just replied, yes. Full <laughs> stop. You know. It's fine. No, no, no. You have made it to floor three, B3. Move sand to B3. Checkmate. Now you emerge onto... Like, this is another square room. It's smaller. It's like 2020 box. Yeah. The staircase kind of comes out weirdly next to next to someone's desk. There's like three desks kind of crammed into this room. Like the boss has multiple PAs. It's like all the secretarial staff have been shoved in here and are stuck with this tiny room when they deserve more space. Come at me, world. This is very clearly where like all the paperwork whether it's for creepy science experiments or for like resistance running. I mean, running a resistance requires a lot of paperwork. <laughs> the amount of employment forms and benefits and, you know, supply, oh, supply itineraries and all of that. So much paperwork. And there's like little box files on the wall, like dotted along the walls. It's quite dusty, but. And there's one door out to a corridor. Are there any windows in this door? Yeah, this door's actually like fairly it's like a fairly big window. Huh. Like the whole top half is just kind of windowy. Alright, can I look through the window then? Yes, you can see another kind of stone underground kind of hallway cabin thing with what looks like a branching path to the right and another door about 70 foot ahead of you. Hmm. Can I look through the shelves in here then? Yes. Are you looking for anything? Are there, are there any keywords you're looking for? Not as such. I'm just trying to see what's in here. Give me an investigation check then and we'll see which potluck you dip into. Oh, I wish to know things. Might I sort of wish to know things? That's a 17 all in. Uh, what you find... You open... You end up opening onto, like... It's kind of some... Well, you wouldn't know this. Uh, words I speak well. It's a collection of religious texts and things from all different groups. Like there is the Twin-Tailed Fox, there's Dolora, there's 
Donio, Pontas, Loras, every deity you've heard mentioned by whether it's a warlock patron, because there's mentions of the patrons in there, or the mirror man, or literally any of any of this. They're all kind of listed alphabetically. I recognize any of the warlock patrons. Uh, you recognize one of them's called Edward, which is what Dakota said her patron was called. Hmm. Can I hang on to this for the time being? Yeah, you As can. Just you can pull, up, you can pull out like a little like dossier. <laughs> this is mine now. Yeah, as you take that one out, it actually has a couple pages in it, which I'll send you later. Cool. But it's... You realise not all of the dossiers have stuff in them? Yeah. I'm kind of glancing through. There's a few that just kind of have, like, stamps of outdated or stamps of deceased on them. So all the information's been taken out of them because it's apparently no longer relevant. Is there anything else that looks... Vaguely interesting slash relevant. Mm. Roll me a religion. That's 25. Okay. Uh, Obviously, most of your religious teachings growing up were focused around Dolora. But there were sections that looked at the like the religious history of the Lonely Vale, hmm. mainly to focus on how Dolora came into being and how she rose up against the darkness and all of that shite. But you remember originally that, and it kind of pings back to what you know of Donio, is he mentioned he had siblings. Like time was his domain, but obviously he one of the first things he said to you is that he was one of the few of his siblings that had the time to do this kind of thing. Mm. Both in an attempt to make himself laugh with a shit joke. You've only really heard of three. Like apart from Donio, there's Pontas, whose banners you saw during your hallucinations, slash death vision, slash I don't know, alternate realities. who's the goddess of hope, and then Lorath, who's good and evil, chaos and order, that kind of split personality. You haven't heard of or even recognized the others. But there are nine names in here with deceased written next to them. Can I take this as well, Yes, you can. There's a cleric religion thing seem important. What's Cormac doing at this point? He's currently shuffling through. He's kind of digging in the desks, looking for paperwork. He kind of like, he sees that you're looking at the various box files and kind of acknowledges it, but... 
is digging through maps of the area, old notes about various meetings that were apparently going on. That sort of thing. Not really sure why. But he seems to be looking for something. Anything interesting? Yeah, I've sent you the names so you don't have to write them down, but for the benefit of the tape, the names Sans found deceased written next to are Muvnas, Optrus, Itin, Imbris, Ivian, Kiris, Ion, Detol, yes I know, <laughs> and Natsin. There's nothing in the files or for them that say what they're related to, like you don't know what their roles were in whatever pantheon was there, but you know they exist. They clearly existed at some point. Hmm. Let's see if Colmax found what he wanted. Kind of sighs and leans back from the desk he was looking at, and he's like, no. Just trying to see if any of the old documentation was still around. About what? About this whole, like all these procedures and things that we've done. I feel like it would be a bit, you know, rude to just sod off and let you I'll let you die without any information. Like, you need to know as much as I have enough of that substance to keep you going, there's always a chance someone will find out what, find out that stuff's important and take it or whatever. And I'd rather you know how to mix it yourself. The shelves and stuff I were looking at, was that all around the room or is it just one little bit? Uh, no, it's kind of all the walls have kind of had shelves kind of put into recesses of them. Hmm. Can I scan the others? Yeah, you can give me another investigation. Jesus, grit 20 plus 2. All right. There's one box file with a golden trim that says experimental procedures log. <laughs> It's very specific, oddly. It's great because my dice almost fell off my notebook and God knows what it would have been then. <laughs> Just a one. Sand glances at the box and back at Cormac, briefly wonders if Cormac maybe needs to get his eyes tested and then goes to the box. What languages does Sand speak? Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, common, infernal, elvish, and celestial. Yeah, this is this is written in celestial. Huh. Cormac does not speak celestial, so he kind of looks at you like, the fuck? And you do notice, like, all the paperwork and things he's pulled out is written either in common or in elvish. But there's a variety of languages in this room. Very multicultural room. <laughs> Yay! No, opening this folder. Uh, can you? 
give me a quick deck save, please? Oh no. Oh no. That's less good. That's a nine all in. Okay. Uh, let me roll two things. Okay, you take you take eight points of acid damage. Ouch. Because someone's rigged like a makeshift booby trap within this. Ah. Which is a little bladder of acid that when you opened the folder like tripped. Mm. Thankfully, most of it landed on your hand, so ah, only a few bits of paper are kind of eaten away, but the majority of it is still legible. Stings. What have I told you about sticking your hand into acid? <laughs> I don't recall you ever telling me things about sticking my hand into acid. You're a very strange toddler. <laughs> Sounds like something I may have done, though. I think... Oh, I was doing... I was doing some work with chemicals one day to... You know how, like, all those... You know those verses that were hung all over our home? You remember how I used to yell at you if you touched them? Yes. They were... They're all like original texts that I've taken from the books themselves and treated to make sure they last long, even with exposure to air and, you know, the world and a toddler's greasy hands. And you decided to wander in one day. I think Hannah was on bed rest at the time. I think she was like six months along with my second child and you wandered into the lab and saw the pretty liquids and tried to stick your hand in one of them. Thankfully I caught it in time, but there is something mildly terrifying about like your two-year-old toddling in and going, oh, pretty liquid and picking up a jar full of acid. I don't remember any of this. You were very young. Your mother made me sleep on the couch for a week. A lack of um, anything else to say. Sans feeling a bit awkward at the moment. I mean, fair. Well, for a bit more context, I said to Caitlin in a message, Sans not even sure how to refer to his own father at this point. Because calling him your eminence has always been done in spite. Calling him by his first name doesn't feel quite right, and yet calling him by anything that refers to him as being San's father just feels a bit forward. Sir? Sounds like that feels deferential and I'm not doing it. Or just his name. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> you mortal. <laughs> Wait, I'm also mortal. This does oh, not shit. bode well. <laughs> or are you? Da da da. Plot to a San is now immortal. Yay? <laughs> Yay? Oh no, that means he'll outlive his child. No, now I cry. <laughs> now I said. 
Kobak's gone the opposite end on the awkward spectrum of, I don't know how to interact with my son, so I'm just going to occasionally tell stories that might make him happy. Aw, that's wholesome. Well, you have no memories of your mother, and he spent so long hating you. For no reason. For the loss of her, but... He feels you. he robbed you of some of that. My feels... Oh no, character development. <laughs> I like that though. Oh, D and J, where terrible parents actually, you know, develop. Sam's gonna look at the papers now that he's not being attacked by acid. What a normal sentence. <laughs> Just awkward. Mm. <laughs> Ah, yes, this is very interesting. <laughs> no, you don't understand a lot of the science words. But the main thing you get from is that... Let me see. Did they have detailed it? Wow, this person's an idiot. They have detailed it. Whoever was writing this was clearly like an intern, so hasn't learned the difference between, like for written record access and not for written record. This guy would never get security clearance. Poor thing. They're there. But he, um, they've written about how this, the discovery of this ability to essentially revive dead tissue to a living state without it, um, putrefying. Mm -hmm. actually came from some of the failed experiments in the Institute. Mm -hmm. It details a case of a woman, a, a teethling named... Let's see if I can find her. I have her actual thing. Teethling woman named Scarlet, who they tried this serum on, and like her heart stopped briefly, and she didn't turn back in. She didn't turn into a human, so they tossed her out with the rejects. But she was found awake and conscious in in the trash pile, essentially, a few hours later. It goes to continue onward, but the acid is cut off the next part of the story. Obviously, Sand's probably a little bit grateful for that, because, yikes. Can you give me a history check? Dice, please try not to break my fucking tablets. <laughs> we choose death. Let's see, another 17 plus two, 19. Remember when you all went walking down memory lane together? Damn, that feels like so long ago now. I know. But, like, obviously it was, like, people's low moments and key points in their lives. And one that didn't make a lot of sense until you discovered that Varys was actually Charlemagne was when you were at a pub in a town and 
you went to get some alcohol and you came back and the owner a tiefling woman that Charlemagne referred to as Scarlet oh shit was attacked by a big ass mountain goliath who like wrapped a whip around her neck and you all you all cut you all collapsed and entered the waste before it went any further, but you also remember that whenever in the mirror caves where you heard different noises for everyone and you couldn't attribute them, Charlemagne's was that woman screaming. Sounds just kind of, probably looks about a thousand miles away as he's going over all this and remembering that particular horrifying moment. I'm actually just like, hello? Huh? Sorry, okay. I blacked out for a moment there. You're staring at that file like it's killed a baby. It's... It's a lot in here. Stick it in your pocket and... Be even more traumatized later. That's a plan. And I will put that along with my other stolen paper. I'm gonna have so many papers to send you. <laughs> but I can't steal too many more, otherwise San will just go crunch when he walks. <laughs> stealth king. <laughs> His stealth, no, you hear it's like the ch 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 with all the papers. <laughs> the creatures in the facility are like, what the fuck was that? It's me, paper man. <laughs> paper man. It's like the world's shittest superhero. Have no fear, I'm paper man. Oh no, it's drizzling, I'm doomed. Oh no, a strong breeze by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> My one weakness, mild changes in the weather. I reckon if Paper Man was real, if he accidentally tore himself, it would be like life threatening. Do you think like you know like how we get a crick in our neck if like if your muscles seize up or whatever, or if yes. you get whiplash? Do you think if he ever had whiplash, it would just like tear him apart? Jesus Christ. It's like, what's your powers? I give people paper cuts. <laughs> wow, you bastard. But no, you've collected a bunch of documents, including things that are potentially extremely relevant to people who are not here. God damn it, people who are not here. Slash, you have some puzzle pieces, but others have the others, and, you know, the chances of them giving them to you are very slim. Especially at this precise moment. That too. I was more referring to the fact that sometimes I give them a clue and it's like beating them over the head. It's a trouble of like when characters will split up to do their own things, isn't it? Because like, even in all farm, I've had moments before. It's like, I think I understand this, but Virian's not in the room. Why though? With Damien, I have more. Damien understands what this is. The problem is he doesn't give a shit, so he's not going to tell anyone. Bullock <laughs> squad meeting tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna have a meeting, being like, here's everything we've learned. TLDR, we're fucked. Mm. But we're going to do it more dramatically. Damien sprints up to Virian. Let's run away. <laughs> what? Why? 
let's run away together in a platonic manner and go find your boyfriend or something. Because this place is fucked. Yeah, it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> let's go! <laughs> Very well, awkward to ask him, will you be the best man if I ever get married? Yes! <laughs> Imagine David organising a stag too. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm sorry, that has to be the Warlock Squad episode. <laughs> or some weird Which... hallucination where Varian gets married and Damien has to plan the fucking wedding. I'm fucking right in that time. <laughs> Feel free to send that to Chad just with no context. <laughs> Put it in the list of comic things. <laughs> For the Warlock Squad novella. <laughs> I want to make this Warlock Scrub graphic novel one day. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, Barry's going to have two best men. <laughs> Damien and Julius in a tiny bow tie. <laughs> oh, Julius in a tiny tux. I'm making a note of that as well. <laughs> to be fair, if I make a Warlock Scrub graphic novel, a lot of it is probably just going to be like one page mm. random ass things. Honestly. Also violin playing. Honestly, if we go, like, if you go that route, do it like the Dilbert comics where it's just random shit on a page. Yes. And occasional running jokes. This is good content. We are here for this shit. Yes, we are. Anyway, plot. <laughs> oh, a cat's come to join the plot. Hello. Hello, cat. Hello, Lark. Would you like to see the plot? No, you want to sit and stare out the window ominously? Okay. Yikes. Well, he's just behind my monitor, so I can just see this tail swishing. <laughs> oh no. For whom does the tail toll? <laughs> the moustache hath returned. The moustache toll for thee. <laughs> oh, he found some information. Both of the religious kind and of the, ooh, science kind. Those are the two types. Fight me. <laughs> And also the, hmm, I wish I could unread this kind. Hmm, <laughs> I wish I could delete my eyes. <laughs> what a terrible day to have eyes. <laughs> what a terrible day. You just look up the spell blindness and deafness and they're like, why are you looking at that? You, you attacking an enemy? No. No, floor. Thing we're doing. Yes. You can see down the hallway there is... You can't hear anyone on this floor yet. There's a room directly ahead of you that looks a bit, from what you can tell, it looks a bit more open than this one. And there's a turning to the right, which obviously you can't see through walls. So there's something that way. <laughs> I'd like to open the door as quietly as possible. Door opens. Someone clearly keeps it oiled. Good door. The door is happy. <laughs> the door does not aggressively slam to give away your position. Thank you, door. <laughs> Be nice to doors, guys. You never know when one of them's a mimic and will try and fucking kill you. I kind of want to know. It's like... Don't like it. I will sneak. You sneak... You get about 15 foot forward and you come to the bit where it turns and you kind of peer out and it kind of opens out into more of a cave structure than a facility structure. 
Cormac with me, or is he still back there? He's kind of behind you. Ah. <laughs> He's like ten foot behind you in the... I'm sneaking too, but also I don't want like that comedy bit where you stop suddenly and I crash into you and then you fall over and we make a lot of noise. Do you know much about this? Sam asks, gesturing to the cave. Not really. Uh, Lena actually teleported me in here in the first place. So I know very little. All I know is there's, I mean, under every one of the lakes, it's natural for like under underground caverns and things to exist. The resistance has made a lot of use out of the cave systems for staying off Alaric's radar. So I guess in this case they've made it, they've extended it, and made it part of their system. Is there any sound or any sort of wind, I guess, coming through the cave? There's wind coming from the right-hand path where it opens up into a cabin. I'm going to go that way for a moment. No, you kind of creep along and it opens into... This is a very big cabin. It's like naturally forming cave. In the corner, you can hear a rough... You hear what sounds like water trickling through the walls. Mm. So you have a feeling like parts of the lake will branch off and go underground here. And these walls are, you know, what's stopping you from drowning? Yay? There's a fairly worn-looking ladder in the corner. For context, this cave's about... It's about 100 foot wide. And about 70 foot deep. It kind of arcs upwards, such that the very top of the ceiling is about 60 foot above you. Okay. But obviously, the closer to the walls you are, the shorter the ceiling. Where does this one ladder go to? It goes to some kind of hatch. The hatch is shut. It's like a metal hatch that's been essentially affixed into the rocky ceiling at that end. How high up is that? Uh, it's at the far wall, so it's... The ceiling itself is about 60, so it's about a 40-foot ladder. Hmm. Doesn't quite reach the top, then. This room is... Like, there is some natural light coming in. more from like there's cracks in the rocks where you can see kind of water dripping consistently but also bits of light and bits of luminescent moss and you know you think you think this floor if you had to put it into terms with the world's geography is where the deepest point of the lake is i don't think we're going to get much further going this way also don't Particularly like the idea of all that water just up there. No. Oh, it's a potential failsafe. I suppose so. But, you know, drowning is not really on my to-do list today. My neighbour. And I'll start heading back the way 
Can I go to the other room? Yes. Cool. Can I troop around this door is... I mean, it's more of like a stone. It's very much like this is where like one of the cables used to be and they've had to like stone shape it into some kind of door. So it's very heavy. Okay. Push the door. Okay. I need a strength check from you. Come on, beef. Come on, beef. Kind of beef. Son is due. He's been like in a weird place lately. That's 17 beef. 17 beef. Does Cormac help? Wow, he actually helps. Dad of the year. He only has he only has plus two, but he got a twenty-one. You both kind of heave this door open, and Cormac's kind of at the bottom, kind of trying to stop it from scraping along the stone floor. Yeah, because neither of you want to hear that. Nobody wants to hear that. You kind of yank the door open, and you look in, and well, there's nothing hostile in here. All the things that were in here, like there's another meat pile and a staircase going up, but there's two bodies of the creatures rather than active, angry, clory things. That's a step up. Cormac kind of peeks around and is like, yeah, but what killed them? That's the next question. Me no likey. Is there any, is there any like traces of magic left in this room or anything like that? Let me see. Uh, give me an arcana check. Sixteen or in. There's some psychic magic lingering here. Do I recognise it at all? Uh, give me another history check. Grasping at straws because, you know, I know someone who does psychic magic. Damn, I've got nothing I can add to extra I can add to this. Hey dude, why? Again, 16. <laughs> uh, it's not Charlemagne. Sad. It's not like any of your party or any of the friendly NPCs you've come across. It does ping as familiar to before you went into the waste. That's kind of the time frame it's pinging for you. It's after you met the party, but before you went into the waste. I think back that far now. Between the the time that you got into the waste, so you had the escape from the prison with time magic and vampire spawns, you had the missing children out at the barn where yeah. Sanctity got taken as well. And you had the trial slash the Roper trying to eat Shamble's face in the resistance space. So it's somewhere between that. It's in one of those three. That's what the 16 gets you. Well, I guess I've got some re-listening to do then. <laughs> uh, give me a medicine check. Ah, I'm good at these. <laughs> 16 plus 9, 25. Why does Jesus. my dice fucking 16? 
And Titus like, this is the chosen number. No, as kind of, you glance at these, you ignore the meat pile because you're like, yeah, nothing I can do for you. You kind of glance at the bodies of these human turned creature turned death things. Or as Cormac mutters behind you, the corrupted. But, and you kind of notice that there's a lot of bruising on them. Not in the, like, punched way, more like the internal bleeding from a heavy collision with something. Kind of way. Glancing around, you see there are several, like, holes and several, like, dents in the walls. Would I have any sort of idea what would have made these, or...? I'm gonna say no. (coughs) (coughs) You're not allowed to say that word. (laughs) (laughs) You've cursed me! (coughs) God damn it. I knew I shouldn't have opened that suspicious package from Gary. You know it's some... It has to be a large creature, because it looks like... Essentially, it looks like these beings have been flung around. Like, you know, like, um... You know, like the Whomping Willow in Harry Potter? Yes. This looks like something at the equivalent of that has been doing this. Sam vaguely remembers a book series he was forbidden to read as a child because of the witchcraft. Yes, Sam has heard tale of the whack, the the wacky Willow. Wacky birch tree. So I suggest you we know. don't linger here too long. Yes, I don't really want to be on the other end of whatever did this. gonna keep moving but also like in the checking around to see if anything's trying to sneak up on you kind of way yep you can get to the staircase that's fine you kind of glance around Uh, one of the bodies is you think is like death twitching oh yeah it's kind of like it's clearly landed and broken its neck and, you know, severed all brain function, but like one of its legs is still kind of twitching. I know the name for that. Science. Sun shudders, probably quite visibly. Had a veric spasm. Hmm. Apparently. Intriguing. Science. Science. We like science here. What can we say? No, you get to the stairs. There's another keypad. This one isn't lit up. Hmm. If I... Does it do anything at all? No, like there's no light on. Okay, fabulous. Just what we need. I might kind of looks at it and is like, it doesn't look like it has any power. Where would we get, where would we turn the power on? I mean, I've got a potential way. He's very much jerry-rigging a solution here, but he, he activates shocking grasp on his hand. Okay. And kind of essentially becomes the current. Cormac becomes a battery. Yeah, Cormac kind of levers open a panel next to it where you can see like all the cables going through. And you can see like 
these cables have been like gnawed on. Hmm. Like something's clearly eaten away at them. He kind of grabs both ends, and grasps them in the same hand, and then like starts to shock through his hand. He's like, "Don't touch it with anything metal." Ah, yes, son in his chain shirt. The keypad things with like the very tips of his fingers. <laughs> Just beep boop. Gets like the keycard in like a tiny grasp. And it's like, Aww. he opens it and he's like, okay. What I need you to do is find something to wedge that door so I can get through. Because the moment I let go, that's going to slam shut. Okay. Um, immediately start looking for something. This floor is clearly opened up straight onto... It's literally just a big cavern again. Hmm. It's a bit fancier looking, like it was clearly some kind of hospital, like medical ward. Right, there's... You're like, uh, those camp beds? Yeah. It's like loads of those scattered around. There's another set of stairs at the far end. And there are four of these fuckers. All crouched around. Eh. They're all crouched at the north end, where you're pretty sure you can see... Well, you can hear someone whimpering. And you okay. see, like, the occasional flash of different coloured magic. I really like where this is going. <laughs> yeah, they're occupied with someone else for now, but... Okay, is there anything that I can grab about alerting them? The door? Uh... You can... I mean, you're strong enough, so you're going to have to succeed on a strength check either way to essentially be able to lift and put it in the door without, like, yeeting it across the floor. But you can probably get one of the crates that are, like, stand-in bed bedside tables. Okay, I have a graph. Time for strength. Roll for beef. Roll to beef. Is it just normal strength, or...? Uh, you can have athletics, because DC's fairly high. Come on. Do I trust this dice? Yes. Um. <laughs> uh, let's do math quickly. Okay, I've got plus eight to this, so it's not bad. It's a 23. I am. None of them exceeded perception. Dumbasses. There's there's like a moment when you place it down that you think is a bit too loud, but then you hear like a well, you hear like a tearing sound that covers it up. So damn that fucker in. Yeah, you're like. Yeah. Comet kind of looks at it and is like, this is gonna make noise, so be ready. Okay. 
Mm, I need to roll a dex thing. I'll do acrobatics for him. So, you know, essentially dive through this slamming door. Is he acrobatic, is he? Ah. Uh, are you acrobatic, Cormac? Not really, but... Okay, in that case, can I cast Bless on him? Sure. That's a d4? I do believe so. I do Not believe! Sure. <laughs> I do declare this is a d4. I do, I do declare you are blessed. I wasn't doing that voice on purpose, but... Okay. I know, it's just where we ended up. <laughs> well, thank God for that, because the DC was a 20, and with everything added together, you got a 21. <gasps> so he doesn't get minced in a door. Congrats. That'd be pretty traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dad. We're finally, like, having some conversations. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no, he like there's a brief moment where you're not sure whether the crate can handle the door because it's again it's one of those massive fucking stone ones. Yeah. But you kind of hear the crunch as it impacts the wood. And Cormac dives through and then the slam as it connects with the rest of the wall. Yeah. Fun fact, if you'd if you'd picked, like, the camp bed, it would have been a 25 DC. Oh no! Depending on what you chose to put in there, affected how hard it would be for him to get through. What's the highest DC? Would that be if I ran through and grabbed one of the creature things? Jesus, a fucking door jam. Oh, if you hadn't grabbed anything, it would have been... It would have been a 30. Which he oh. can't reach without someone else helping him. I also I can't I can't not stand by and do anything then. Exactly. If you stood there if you did nothing and just let the door shut normally on its own and he had to dive for it, he wouldn't have got through. Or if he had, he would have lost a leg. Yeah, somehow I felt like that would have been worse. Yeah, a little bit. But that noise has caught the attention of these four. Okay. Who look up from... You're pretty sure they're dead now? Some kind of magical scholar who's in, like, training robes and there's a few books nearby that are now splattered with his blood. What thing? Who is... He's kind of getting that paleness that comes with death. But all four of them kind of turn around and let out this high-pitched kind of... <laughs> and kind of split, so there's two on the left and two on the right, approaching the pair of you by Cormac, who's kind of crouched on the floor, and you, who's like... <laughs> so I'm going to treat this like initiative, but you don't have to attack them, you can try and trick and divert and everything. Okay. Uh, first question. What's the lighting situation in here? Like, is it dark? It's a cave, so it's like dim light. Yes, you could fly. I was wondering if it worked in dim light. <laughs> yes, you can fly in here. Am I really that predictable? Oh no, it's just I remember you sending me that when San had their level up. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, it's cool. <laughs> How come you can fly, Carrie? Ah, I'm cleric. <laughs> Power of cleric. It's at sixth level cleric. You can to read the very flowery description on the D&D wiki door. Starting at 6th level, you can draw on the mystical powers of the night to rise into the air. As a bonus action, when you are in dim light or darkness, you can magically give yourself a flying speed equal to your walking speed for one minute. You can use this bonus action a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expanded uses when you finish a long rest. Not sure what the Please voice read is everything in that voice from now on. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> like Alex is just like, oh, do you want anything from the supermarket? Toilet paper! What do you want from my films? I will have 20 chicken nuggets! <laughs> I will have a happy meal! For I am a happy person! Is it your turn to pick up the dog poo? <laughs> Where are the dog poo bags? <laughs> Izzy, stop eating grass, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I will read all Caitlin, the there is a cat was... butt in my face. <laughs> Caitlin, why has my character lost a leg? <laughs> what do I call these for? Uh, I'm just gonna look around my room for inspiration. Bug. <laughs> <laughs> nope. What did you get for an initiative? Actually, I'm going to roll it. So I'm going to use my um, vigilant blessing to give myself advantage on this. Because, you know, <laughs> I rolled a 10 and a crit 20. <laughs> so that's a 22. Jesus. So you're going first. Dice of water ejects. Um, Colour starts to chip off on one side and it's irritating me more than it should. The four, the four monster human corrupted ones have been named. The names are Post-it, Pen, Paperwork, and Meds. Good names. Well, they had original names, but they're kind of also disfigured and thinks that none of their name badges are there anymore. I mean, that's fair. One of them is missing a nose. Paperwork has no nose. How does he smell? <laughs> Terrible. Because they're literally, like... Walking decay. So San is also like hovering mysteriously now. Yeah, so San is now like this is a similar cave to before, except it's I'll say it's about 80 foot up now. It's like 120 wide, 80 high, 70 deep. I think mission Twilight Cleric King actually gave you wings, because that would be cool. <laughs> Red Bull gives you wings. I just like the idea. Being a good boy gives you wings. <laughs> but no, you are up first. There are these four. Cormac is behind you. The stairs are on the other side. And the way they're positioned means you would have to deal with at least one pair of them. So you could fly over, but... Yeah, it doesn't really help him, does it? Yes, this is the qualm. Let me just see. Can you fly, Cormac? Cormac apparently cannot fly. Why can't you fly, Cormac? 
Oh, you changed what? domains, didn't you? Yeah. It's Twilight Domain gets it light, doesn't it? Do these things have, like, sight at all? Well, they have, like, pits where the sight should be, but they can clearly see. Because, like, they... They're a bit like bats. They're not entirely blind, but... Their sight is, like, their worst sense. Daylight at a certain point and see if they weren't like, ooh, shiny magic. Yeah, daylight, uh, daylight at third level spells. Probably your flying is a higher level of magic. Mm -hmm. So they'd focus on that. I'm gonna hold my charm for a minute because I'm genuinely stumped here. I don't want to charge in and kill everything because that's not my style as. People yeah, who listen to any of our campaigns can probably tell. Your general aim is to... Yeah, your general aim is to get to the staircase, evaluate what the state of it is, and get the pair of you out. The fight is optional. Cormac is going to be metal as fuck. He's going to cast a 6th level spell, his only 6th level slot, oh. to essentially hidden these guys in. He casts Blade Barrier. Jesus Christ, okay. And encircles the four of them in a vertical wall of whirling razor-sharp blades. And is horrified. Yeah, so the whole inner space is difficult terrain and, you know, suffers. But it's as long as they can't, as long as one of them doesn't get out and get to him, he's essentially providing buffer time for you to figure out the door. Okay. Um, how far away is the door? Uh, you're at the other end of the room, so about... About 60 foot. Okay. Can I jump in, use my movement, and then Misty Step to get the last 30 foot? Yep. Put you! Sangu's bye. I now need to roll four deck saves to see how these fuckers are doing. Whilst you figure out what you want to do with this. I'd like to see how the door opens very quickly. Investigate. Uh, this door is one of those annoying metal pressy ones. Pressy ones? You know, like, um, you know the locks where you press the buttons and then you have to twist it? Yeah. It's one of those. There's only three buttons. But there's a lot of free buttons. There's a lot of free digit codes. Also, you don't know whether it's three digits or not. Yes. So. Um, do any of the buttons look particularly more worn than the others? The two does. Okay. Any of the others or 
The one and the three look equally worn. Still quite a lot of combos there. I'll roll deck saves for these four. What do you get to deck saves? Plus five. Wow, one of you rolled a one. Your garbage paperwork. Garbage! Paperwork is slashed to ribbons. <laughs> Paperwork's fucking dead. Paperwork's shredded. What is Cormac's spell save DC? I always forget. I say I always forget. I've only used him in these and one other session. 17. This spell save is 17. Post-it passes, 10 fails, paperwork really fucking fails, and meds fails. So, it is. Blade barrier is 60-10 slashing damage. Jesus Christ, is there going to be anything left of paperwork? <laughs> I don't know, because he really fucked it. That is 42 slashing damage. So that is. How much, how much health did I give him? How much? There is paperwork. Post it looks perturbed. Pen and meds look mildly annoyed. And paperwork looks like. He looks like he fell into a blender. <laughs> oh, no. He's still up, but there are far too many holes in him for his liking. And I'm the one that always says weirdly disturbing things. I know. <laughs> I can imagine it too, someone falling into a blender. It's just kind of a... Get out Blend. of my soup paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> this is my pool. <laughs> this is Caitlin failing at basic fucking maths. Okay. All this is going on in Sans, just like stabbing at the buttons a little bit. <laughs> Trying to figure this out. San never got a basic education. It's a wonder the man can fucking read and write. Uh, give me just. Give me an intelligence check. No. San is like one of my most intelligent characters. Even <laughs> that's not that good. Um. Kerry can't do that. Kerry really can't fucking can't do that. My brain just went blank then. 14. Uh, it. You feel like something in the mechanism click after you've entered four numbers. So you're guessing that was the tumblers all resetting. So four is the max. Isn't there like fucking 10 fives and four number combinations though? There are, but there is also sh things to help you here. Okay. 
post-it and paperwork and meds are that far out of they're gonna have to go through the wall of blades to get to them. So they're gonna try that on their next turn. Uh coming back round to you, there is within your eyeline, there's the wall of fucking mints. There's a little meat oh. pile. Well, there's okay. the mincers. Just finish. Wait, you said the wall of mints, and then I got very confused. I'm More like mints. Like this- this stringy red wall. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be the wall of mints in a minute if paperwork keeps rolling like garbage. <laughs> Clawbax on the other side kind of focused on that and there's the dead body of the student with paper and books surrounding him. Oh god, I'm like, oh, we're gonna the dead body. <laughs> like I'd make you do that. Harry's giving me an unimpressed look. My dude. Yeah, my dude. <laughs> I can't, I really can't throw stones. I know what I've done and I'm proud. I mean, a mood. I've been there quite recently. No, I'm like, <laughs> Screams. Charlie and Moira. <laughs> Screams. I would like to search the dead body. I would like to desecrate the corpse. <laughs> Perfectly normal sentences. Give me an investigation check, please. I mean, if I was more of um, a psychopath, I guess I'd revivify the body. Like, here you go, guys. <laughs> it fucking won't. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not how I play my characters. Also, you kind of want to save that in case Cormac fucking dies. Yes. Stop rolling fucking 16 dice. That's 16 plus 2. You're very good at desecrating a corpse. That feels terrible. Like, he must do like 40 whatever this world's equivalent of like Hail Marys or something. <laughs> I'm guessing Sand you're... who marries. Yeah, who's Mary? Isn't that the baker? What the fuck? The baker started a cult. It doesn't really hail a particular god. People, they'd rather you say hail Alaric, but no one wants to fucking do that. Fled. <laughs> no, you kind of root through this. Like, he's a fairly young lad as well. He's clearly just started. And you're like, ah, he's still warm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. But kind of tucked in his pocket is like a little, uh, it's like beginner's guide to academic reading. <laughs> and on his bookmark, on his bookmark, it's literally, it says 2123. And also, Burn this when you remember it. Take the book just in case the bookmark. I will do the burning for him. Oh. Okay. You take you take a second glance and you're like, aha, no death twitches from you. Mainly because the fucking spine's been ripped out. Yeah, so I don't think Cormac can like yeet himself across the room at the moment. Oh yeah. He's spending his turn essentially going in like a circle. 
he can move as long as he maintains concentration. So he's just kind of shuffling around. Yeah. Uh, in that case, I'll be like, I'll hit anything that comes out. Because we need them to stay in the whirly blender for a minute. Yeah, we need them to stay in the whirly blender. So you can, I'll say you have gone, gotten the thing, come back. But you can't input the code till your next turn. No. Cormac has gotten about two thirds of the way round the whirly blender. Meat blender, you know, normal days. What's with us inputting meat and everything today? What's with me inputting meat and everything today? Oh. What the fuck, past Caitlin? What's going on here? Okay, they have that amount of movement. So it's difficult to rain. So their movement is half. Let's see whether any of them make it out of the whirly blender. Okay. Paperwork, you continue to be garbage. Has paperwork become mint yet? Paperwork, pass the check. But the problem is this thing does every time you start your turn there. Ah. So he started his turn and immediately taken 42 damage, which puts him at minus 14 health. I think he's mint. (laughs) Yes. There is a moment where you just kind of hear a more aggressive... Of yeah, like a perfectly made lasagna falls out. <laughs> That's even Not more the clown. Horrifying. Not the clown. <laughs> this sexy clown. Sexy clown. No, some like defrosted mints falls out. Consider going vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hated that. Paperwork is dead. Uh, can you pass the check so you're not dead yet? Neither are you meds. But you're both slow as shit. Post it makes it out. Fear his power. <laughs> like, he essentially is kind of horrifying. It's kind of. It's kind of something that would be in a Saw film. Because he essentially pushes himself through this wall of blades. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of open wounds and like visible muscle and tendons. And you're kind of like, I hate this so much. Sand considers becoming vegan. <laughs> Sand considers just giving up. Sand considers an all-liquid diet. <laughs> Sand becomes a plant. <laughs> Sand becomes a tree. <laughs> no, but he kind of comes out and, like, he's bleeding and, you know, pits for eyes and everything. But he kind of staggers out and sees where Cormac is and he's not going to get there in time. But he kind of staggers towards where you guys are. Mm. So you have one to deal with currently, and you know one is mixed, and there are two in the blade inferno. They might be in the blade inferno forever. I just realised how metal it would be if um, 
Shard was here and Shard could cast Heat Metal on these fucking blades. We never did get to Raising the World, did we? Not yet. Don't worry. I will do my best to give Shard the chance to Raising the Ball someone. You're just gonna keep bringing it up and the others are gonna keep doing weird melee bullshit to get, so that we don't have to and Shard's just gonna be in the corner like... Oh. I will pull angry DM shit. Like, no! <laughs> None of you may do right anything. Next to Shard. <laughs> it's mysteriously unarmed next to Shard. Shard. Yay. <laughs> Person inside. Not yay. <laughs> the rest of the party. Holy shit. Weren't you supposed Over. to be the morally decent one? Over. I don't fucking care. I don't have time for this. I don't have friends except this cat. Shard, why are you so poor? <laughs> Here, have a bead curtain. <laughs> oh, uh, you have... You can input the code. That's fine, that's your object interaction, that's not that. I input the code. What code? 2123. Yes. They break things down. I know, I have to check. Otherwise <laughs> it's not as fun. That's fair. Yeah, the door, like, you have to do the thing where you have to, like, twist it several times before it fucking behaves itself. <laughs> and the door is spirits. stiff. It is stiff from disuse. You kind of put your shoulder into it. Yeah. And it opens up onto a fairly nice kind of spiral staircase going nice. up. Cormac has edged around, so his back is to the, to the staircase you're stood on currently. But he's got and one of the horrifying things coming up, hasn't he? Post it. Yeah, Cormac is about 10 foot from you. Post it is about 10 foot from Cormac. Okay. Uh, can I cast a scorching ray on post it? Yeah, if you just want. Just like, heads up <laughs> to Cormac. Oh, it just kind of hits the fucking deck. <laughs> Still concentrating. Cormac just kind of like does the splits and it's just like, nope. Then regrets it because he's not as young as he used to be. I'm going to roll lots of dice for this. I'm just going to use it at standard level two. Mm -hmm. So it's free raise. Okay, so what have we got? Remember to Uh, add your spell attack bonus. I shall. That's how you weirdly like. I shall. Verily, I do decree. <laughs> I rolled a 9, a 10, and a 16, so that's an 18, a 19, and a 25. They all hit. Yay. Roll your damage. Me roll, me roll square dice. Me get answer to problems. So, I haven't used a spell in so long. Is it 2d6 per ray or just for the whole thing? Uh, per ray. That's why you roll each attack. Really miss Varian having this spell. It's like his popular attacky spell. I get to roll my heart dice in the collection today. Okay. Could be better, could be worse. My voice. Why is my voice so deep just there? 
Hello. I'm Batman. <laughs> Where's Rachel? Sorry, I'm just double checking I'm doing it right because that seems like a lot. No I'm biting my lover. feet, you little shit. For context, I am not biting Caitlin's feet on counting dice. <laughs> it's my cat, I swear. I'm not that weird, honest. I mean, we've already established you live under my sink and in my closet, so you know. Hey, it's in my closet. <laughs> I'm not ready to come out yet. Watch out, it. You are loved and supported. Baby gay panic! <laughs> Baby gay. <laughs> That's 25. <laughs> I am. Sam just like eats some fire. <laughs> like, Melt the rest of his uniform to his flesh. Oh no. Like, this guy used to be kind of slightly tan. Now he's kind of slightly singed. <laughs> now he's like lightly barbecued. You know, when people ask you how you want your steak, that's what you're doing with this guy's face. Oh no. Oh, no. Got grill marks. <laughs> yeah, basically, where it hit him, it was just kind of like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> which, you know, doesn't help. Uh, that's your go. Cormac, he's kind of edging up the stairs. He's doing that thing where, like, have you ever had to carry something heavy upstairs so one of you has to go backwards? Usually make Alex go backwards. Yeah, he's doing that thing where he has to, like, he kind of oversteps every time. Yeah. Mainly because he doesn't want to land on his fucking face. <laughs> Slash, he's keeping an eye on old post-it in case the guy lunges for his throat. Yeah. He gets to the door. He's, like, by you now. You're both by the doorway, and he's like, Do we have a plan? So I can try and slam the door on this one as well. Not really. Unless you've got something a bit better. I mean, the moment I drop this, the three of them are gonna go, so. I think we should just shut the door. I'm entirely okay with that. Let's do that then. Okay. Put it in a meta perspective, I still have 10 foot of movement. <laughs> Make it inside the door. Kind of like Moon walks into the door. Come <laughs> back. <laughs> Moon walks across this like little landing bit where the door is. And is now behind the door and you just see like his eyes staring at where this wall of suffering is. Where the blender is. I can say, you can, I mean, this is cheeky, but you can use your reaction to kind of dive through the door and slam it. Eat. Because <laughs> otherwise it's about to be there go. Rather than it wasn't there go, so I'm just gonna yeah, take the other. Yeah, so, uh, as soon as the door shuts, Cormac's gonna drop concentration. So I just need, just roll a d20 and don't get a one. Nine. The door lock does engage. Okay. 
Because if you got a one, it would have been like, haha, no. Then we would have been like, ah, we are in a pickle. <laughs> oh no, we're all dead. Well, not yet, but... <laughs> we're about to be. Soon. Soon. Oh no. Okay, that was something. Yes, I... Uh, that's... I don't think I'm going to be able to unsee a lot of this. No. I think we're in the same boat here. I might go vegetarian for a while. <laughs> same. Uh, looks at the spiral staircase and is like, last floor? Yeah. Kind of both ascend the spiral staircase, like, you kind of, you get to almost the top and you do that thing where you're like several steps down, but you still peer over the top. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a fairly nice room. It's it looks like some sort of presentation hall. Hmm. I will need stealth checks from you and from I I don't know why I say that when I'm the one playing Cormac, but, you know. Oh, yes, my stealthy stealthy boy. I actually think San has the lowest stealth modifier out of all my characters. Fact check that in a moment. Early dice stuff to create, that is a 17. There's different dice. <laughs> well, Matt got a 15 in total, so you are both okay. But you both kind of. You're both like peering up like meerkats, really. You're like. Mm -mm. You kind of scan and you see like there's a whole bunch of chairs set out. It's very much like a school assembly hall. Oh, wholesome. <laughs> but, you know, at the other end, there is a massive pile of dead people and about 20 of these fuckers. Much less wholesome. <laughs> yeah. There is a door straight ahead. Like, this is a very wide room. It's about 200 foot wide. Okay. And they're all at the other end. At the far right hand side where like the stage is yeah so they're all kind of surrounding their meat pile on that raised platform sun turns back to Cormac and says very very quietly so is this the last one i think so five floors this is number five there's I believe there's a ladder that goes to the surface and it has a hatch. Okay. How distracted do these horrifying things look? They're far enough away that none of them are really reacting to... Like, none of them reacted to the staircase or you walking up or anything. They're... Some of them almost look like they're hibernating. 
Some of them are like eating, um, some of them are just kind of clawing at the wall. You think they're trying to make art, but it's shit. I think if we can get across under our own steam, that would be good. But if need be, I can still attempt to get us across in one go, if anything goes particularly wrong. <sighs> okay. We'll try sneaky sneaky and if that goes tits up, just book it, I guess. Yeah, I would I would do bless, but I feel like they'd be like, hmm. Hmm, <laughs> delicious magic. Sneaky sneaky. Oh, okay. So, this is going to be three different spell... Not spell, eh. Stealth checks. They all have the same DC, but it's... It's about 90 foot to the door, so... 30, 30, 30. Okay. Cormac is going to use his ability Human Determination. That allows him to... Make an attack roll, an ability check, or a saving throw with advantage once per short rest. That's really fucking cool. How do you get that? Unearthed Arcana. I really wish I'd known more about this game when I was making my characters. Yeah. Yeah, his, it was from Feats for Races. That's why I don't have all this cool stuff that everyone else has. I mean, I was looking for something to... I was looking for feats that would work for Cormac that weren't just like Warcaster. Hmm. So instead, he has Observant and Human Determination. I know, three stealth checks, please. What, uh, all at once? Well, we can go one at a time if you want. really have nothing to add to this. It's literally just adding your decks. No, I know. That's the problem. And that's the problem, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I think we could salvage this. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, I got a 21. An 18. And it's definitely plus two. Damn. And a 14. I think we could salvage this. <laughs> if it helps, you both failed the last one. Ah. Uh, Suckers lure. <laughs> Cormac got a 17, a 16, and a 12. Oh, no. And the DC was 15 for all of these. So you are by the you basically you kind of creep silently across the room. But the further you go, the more kind of you realize these things have essentially been ripping up the floor. Despite yeah. the fact that this floor is like hard clay and rock and things. So it's not an even surface. 
and you both kick a rock at the same time. Just father-son things. Like father-like son. How cute. I'm gonna roll 2d10 to see how many of them notice. Ah, shit. Wow, Dice, you are being nice. It's only eight of them. And they are at the other end of this 200-foot hall. So you have about... At a running the closest one, you have about 30 seconds. To go. Can we make it? Yep, this is just a regular pull door. Okay. Literally says pull to open. I would yeet myself at the pull to open door. Not literally, but in that direction. Yeah, you yeet the door open. Um, is there anything on the other side that I could use to bar it? Not immediately. There are kind of three. It's it's a split path. So there's what looks like there are like two like maintenance rooms either side, and then a big room straight ahead. So if you want to find something to block this, one of you will need to hold the door. I mean, San is stronger, so it makes sense for him to hold the door. Okay, uh, let's do... Tomac's gonna go right first. Investigation. What are you adding, Cormac? Say that one. Wow, you're fucking garbage. I assume San is stronger. Uh, his strength is plus two. Yeah. Satan has a beefy plus four. He finds nothing in the first room, so I need a strength save from you. As the first four kind of collide. In hell dice. 24. Great. Yeah, they slam into it and you're just like, nope. You kind of hook your arm under the handle such that you're like holding it. Yeah. Find anything? <laughs> Nothing in that room. He, split, he sprints into the other room and you hear him like kick down the fucking door. <laughs> he sh- it is no time for keypads. <laughs> but he does find, he drags out. He drags out two things. One is like some kind of rolly chair to stick under the handle. Yeah. And the other's a big. Like, he's kind of balanced it on the chair. It's like a big fuck-off wooden bar. Those all do. It clearly used to be some kind of, like, ceiling strut that's either not been installed yet or has fallen down. He's just like, okay. Kind of maneuvers the chair such that it's under the handle. Yeah. So the handle can't push down. And then it's like, uh... Can you kind of smash this in half? It's too long. Can I attack it with my big sword? Yeah, roll an attack. Just don't biff it horribly. Let me use holy dice for this. Holy dice. Holy dice. Holy dice. Holy dice doth decree. That is an 18 plus 8 fucking hell. Yeah, you slice it cleanly in half. Like if you had if you were if you were a carpenter, that would be some good shit. And did consider becoming a carpenter at one point. You kind of slice it perfectly in half such that Cormac manages to take one half, kind of slide it 
you know when something is just the right size that you can kind of slide it in perfectly? Yes. He does that with the first one, kind of slides it down so it's on top of the handle, like weighing it down. And then he like, maneuvers the other one so it's just above the hinges. Smart. It's like, okay. And you kind of hear the thud as the other four arrive. And what sounds like some kind of screeches and growls of the other one suddenly paying attention. So, you know, you don't have long, but that'll hold them for now. It won't hold them forever. Yeah, I figured. <sighs> Basic summary, there are uh, two labs either side. Like maintenance lab things. There's like these massive. They're like drainage systems. Okay. Probably to prevent, you know, the lake from collapsing on us. Mm. I, I'm guessing the way out is the front room. Then we'll have to try that way. Kind of like strides off towards that room, opens the door, and yeah, there is a, there is a ladder. It, this one's kind of metal. And a hatch. And the room is just kind of... It's like a generic welcome visitor room. It's got like those weird armchairs and those weird low tables that you can't really do anything with. I mean, you can bang your knees on them. And there's like a clock on the wall that's ticking annoyingly. And like a reception desk that is now abandoned. Anything... Any actually interesting things in here aside from all the bad furniture ah there's no blood in here good stuff every other room you've been in has had some form of viscera or meat bits or blood stains this bit is you don't think those things have gotten this far well then shall we go yeah. I mean, we're going to get out eventually, but... If we can put as much distance between us and them, then I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm 100% with you there. Uh, have you got the keycard? Yes. Comment kind of gestures, and you see, like, in the in the hatch there's like a little rectangle hmm. almost like you have to put in the key card as like a it's like as part of the mechanism okay I'm glancing behind at the door that you can hear like the wood is not happy it's right. not breaking but it's not happy okay I will get myself up that ladder. <laughs> up day, up day. Yep, up the ladder. You're kind of looking, this hatch is like, it's like white kind of metallic on this side with the little divot for the keycard. Put the keycard in. Gonna put it in and you kind of hear like a little <laughs> as like it depressurizes. Yeah. And you push the thing open to, uh, let me check. Let me roll something, actually. Uh, 
water does start to come in because this thing opens under the lake mm. or like in the lake you can see the top like you can see the light of the surface that's fine yeah but you know you are gonna have to swim up okay um i yell down to cormac like we don't have much time cormac gets a face full of lake water and is like (laughs) swim we swimmeth we swimmeth to plymouth and then we not again go home (laughs) because plymouth is terrible bye (laughs) then we leave no cormac kind of like He like just he uses destroy water to kind of make like a little section that you can kind of haul yourself out of and then start swimming. Yeah. Rather than just being barraged in the face by an endless waterfall. Smart. <laughs> ah yes, this is intelligent. But he uh, he does that and like you start swimming and then he kind of hoists himself up. He's not as speedy because you know he weak. And then he kind of swims after you, and you both break the surface. Like, it's only about a 30-second swim. Yeah. You have a feeling if you went out the... If you went via the hatch that you saw earlier, you'd probably have been several minutes underwater. And may have drowned, so you know. Yeah. Good decisions made. Well done, past Kerry. And Cormac kind of... You are in the mid- like, this lake is fucking massive. This thing is like a mile across. So you are quite far from shore, but thankfully, Korak kind of waits till you're both at the surface and then kind of pokes you. And you're like, what the fuck? But he's actually cast Water Walk. (laughs) So you can move across any liquid for the duration of an hour. So we just awkwardly walk across the lake. You all just become Jesus. (laughs) Sam feels like it's vaguely blasphemous, but he can't work out why. I mean, you have risen from the dead, escaped like a stone tomb. And not how walking across (laughs) San is Jesus confirmed. You can put that in big letters. San is Jesus. And you know, your wife bought like an unholy plague. <laughs> it's getting biblical. Jesus, it is as well. <laughs> no, it takes you about 40 minutes to get to the bank. Mm. And you both kind of step on and you kind of look across and you can just about make out kind of where the water almost dips slightly as it kind of rushes in. Hmm. You're like, hmm, that's concerning. <laughs> it's like a giant plug hole in the middle of the lake. Sun edges back a bit far from the edge. Oh, that was close. Just a bit. Mm. 
Well, uh, kind of looks around. He's like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> I'm assuming I also have no idea. You've neither of you have really been to the lakes, so you know you'll buy one of them, and you know roughly where that is, but you don't know exactly. You've been told you're under the lake of grief. You're like, that's nice. The fuck. You want to rest for a bit? Uh. I mean, I vote we get further away from this lake first. Okay. Uh, and I've called back to a survival check. <laughs> if he knows where he's going. Yeah, it's not bad. Benefit of wisdom. Hey, wisdom. Wisdom. Having to find my own towns on the fucking map I drew. Okay, uh, we need to go east. Which, you kind of look around and you realise it's about dawn. Hmm. But, you know, in this world, the two suns set in the south. Yeah. So he kind of does the twirl to be like, sun, sun is... Sunsets and south, so that's the north. So that's the east. You see, like, the numbers in his head. Numbers gift. You kind of just like, well, we're going this way. We'll hit a main road eventually. And can go from there. Any questions whilst we go on this very long walk? <laughs> I should have some more questions. So, um, there's one question that's been playing on Sam's mind a little bit. It's a bit of a gruesome one, but he does have to ask. So if one day I were to stop taking this substance, what would really happen to me? Uh, best case scenario, you just drop dead. Heart attack or whatever. Worst case scenario, we just lived it. How easy is it to make this stuff, or how hard should I ask for Alva? It's not easy, but it, it's hard. I don't understand the whole process myself. I've been working with Lena on it mostly, and that was after, however it originated, we'd been improving what we were given. It requires access to a specific chemical, which I think is the only obstacle. I've got several storage caches of it prepared. So those, those will give you at least five years. Okay. 
So unless I can somehow find or make that chemical. I'm not really going to get to see my son grow up, am I? If I had died down there, then the answer to that would be yes, but I'm alive. I still have my connections. Imagine there's just a lot of long pauses between. There's like 10 minutes of pauses between any conversation. So what happens when all this is over? What do you mean? Are you specifying? Do we go back to never being a part of each other's lives again? Or... I'd like to be a part of your life, but I... I'm well aware that I need to fix what's wrong with me. And why don't you let me help if I can? I mean, neither of us are really experts in ills of the mind. When I was a child, then ever since then, up until now, I always wondered what it would be like to have a functioning family. I always wanted that. And I was aware that you hated me for so long. I never completely, I was angry. I was angry at the things you did to me, at the things you helped happen to Annika. But I can't. I could never bring myself to properly hate you. I still wanted the whole family thing. You deserve that. You deserved it as a child. I just, I didn't give it to you. I did and I still do want you in my life is guilt, I guess I'm saying. I'm I need to, I need to understand what it is that made me that monster before I can allow myself to be near Annika and Orion and you. But I have every intention of coming back. I want Orion. And any other children that might have to know their grandfather. 
Maybe I can get a farm. I had a picture book about a farm when I was a soul. I do remember that one. Hannah wanted a farm. She wanted to run a little farm, growing tea leaves and things. And the big sheepdog, despite the fact we didn't have any sheep. Sheep to own a sheepdog. That's what she said. She always had this, she had this vision when she was pregnant with you of you and that dog bonding forever, riding around on him like some little horse. <laughs> and you growing up with knowing what loyalty and unconditional love is. Hopefully Orion will get to know that. That's what I'm hoping. And I want to help fix whatever's got you. He doesn't really know how to put it. There are a few things I know about whatever this is. I know those feelings of anger and cruelty and that were there before, but they were, you know, when you think of something where you have a brief moment where you think of something horrible and then you yes. recoil, they used to just be that bitter moments from a grieving man. And then at some point, they amplified and they got worse until I, it was all I could hear. Anytime I made a negative action against you, my mind basically rewarded me. And anytime I tried to do something positive for you, whether it was encouraging you to spend more time with Ezra or trying to send you away. I can't remember a lot of those days. I just remember the haze of pain. You did your best, didn't you? I'm all in pain, we'll do anything to make it stop. I know, but I'm your father. I should have just lived with it and hurt you. I mean, and son, he's smiling. The desire to rebel against your cruelty led me to meet Annika. Brought Orion into this world. 
if things have come off it. He really likes lemons. I'm not sure why. But his face still does the scrunchy up thing because it's sour. It's the colour. Maybe. He doesn't like limes though. Says they're too spiky. Ah yeah, spiky limes. Spiky limes! Into the waist. Twice. What a lemon. <laughs> From here, Sam, my plan is if I'm gonna obviously I need to go to the cache that has more of your supplies in it to meet Lena, obviously. That means I'm going to my room. I, I know where Annika and Orion's cottage is, so I'll come there when I've found it. Might as well keep it with those you love. Your... I mean, knowing Lena, she's probably teleported to your cottage to hand over the letters and then teleported away. Annika doesn't think it's some kind of cruel joke. I think the bouncy ball will cement that it's not. Part of me feels a little foolish for writing all that now, but there's a chance I wasn't getting out of there, and there's one last chance to tell her how I feel. It's up to you what you want to do from here, Sam. I'm going to do what I can, but... Sir. My dude. Travelling moustache. <laughs> Yeet the cat. That's just part of DJ now. <laughs> Yeet the cat. I mean... After all this past me just wants to stay with my family. If you'd rather stay with them, I you can, you can send me a note and I can hand that on to your party if you want to know if you want them to know you're okay. But I think I need to see how they're doing as well. Well, I have some contacts in the resistance. I'll see. I'll see whether they know where they are. Thank you. And you can make your choice from there. Okay. As a DM, do you have any other questions currently? Not at the moment. I mean, if you think of any, you can message me and I can yeah. write angst back because you're going to be walking together for a while. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have one more in character question. 
for that. This one's probably more a 20 minute silence between because Sans trying to think of the best way to word it. <laughs> you both like have to like clamber over some rocks and Sans face is just like <laughs> Last time I referred to I called you your eminence and you know it wasn't in a nice, particularly nice way. No, never was with you. I still don't really know how to refer to you. Right now we're we're at a point where mocking nicknames and cruel words on either side are no longer enough but we're not at a stage where i deserve to be able to call you my son or have earned the title of father from you so for right now maybe we just stick with our names for now I can't promise I won't call you Zanfir. Not the only one in my life who does, don't worry. I promise not to say it in a high-pitched tone like you haven't washed the dishes. That was once, and how do you know about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> you never used to do them at home. Why do you think I started eating all the paper towels? And you don't have to do the dishes. Sun went for a phase where he lived on sandwiches. <laughs> He's a lot of paper napkins. <laughs> sandwiches. Teenage boy logic, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been a teenage boy. <laughs> I mean, a mood. <laughs> well, if San has no other burning thoughts or questions. Moment. The camera will just kind of pull out and there's like two little specks walking amongst the big lakes. Mm. And you can just kind of see in the distance kind of the purpley obsidian blackness that is the waste just kind of slowly creeping out. Yeah. And we'll end this little mini-series here with Best Boy. All hail yeah. Best Boy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dyson Suffering. If you enjoyed it, check out everyone involved in the description and find the rest of the episodes on all podcasting platforms or at themindgame.org. And may your dice rolls go well, though we all know they won't. <laughs>